G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast. We're the AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars. We only talk about the lesser knowns and the players who will bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. I'm your host Hef and today I am joined by Jeppa to talk about the West Coast Eagles. How are you mate? Good, Tav. How are you, bud? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, no, not bad, mate. Uh, just trying to get through these uh, preseason episodes. You're actually the last podcast to record, so uh, you know, save the best to last, obviously. But uh, yeah, I'm. Well, West Coast are pretty relevant, aren't they? Well, absolutely. This is probably one of the longest show docs I've actually got here. So quite a few players to get through. We'll try to keep it a short, sharp, and shiny episode. But uh, I don't blame you if we do go uh, overboard. That's for sure. Um, before we get started, though, maybe just give us a bit of a insight, bit of a background on your uh, AFL fantasy uh, life that you that you lead? Yeah, so uh, I actually had to look this up. Someone asked me this the other day. Um, all started with Jeppers Juniors um, back in 2012. Yeah. So over 10 years in the uh, fantasy forum as such and um, did some writing for DT Talk for about five years. Um, always had an interest with young rooks and, and juniors and the under-18 system, state leagues and that kind of thing. So... Would always go down watch what i could in terms of what would happen in wa and yeah these days it's it's a lot of its string so it's a bit easier um yep. and then yeah now just doing um stats and fantasy talk on plus six podcasts with pete yeah no it's a it's a great read and the uh the um uh, afl rating side as well and um, i guess is associated with the plus six uh podcast as well such an amazing resource but yeah it's great to hear your insights on that podcast too um yeah like i said it's, there's a lot of um classic content out there these days but it's like it's also important to listen to all of it i find and i think the plus six podcast is um yeah a great resource there as well so well done with that one mate oh look it's all pete's work I- i'm gonna take zero credit okay. he, um he he does god's work over there it's um but yeah look we we chime in and compliment each other and yeah look it's been a great pre-season this year and um it's all about getting bigger and better each year isn't it absolutely mate absolutely all right we'll get stuck into the west coast eagles um so i guess we'll talk about the team in general first so you're obviously a rebuilding side um apparently going to go even harder at the rebuild this year do you just want to give us what you expect this year of the eagles and what the fantasy implications might be yeah so big changing of the guard by the looks of it um the our top end of of age in terms of our our list is really high. You know the likes of McGovern, Hearn, Shuey, Nicknat, etc. So there's going to be a changing of the guard this year, no doubt. Um, I thought they would ease in the the rooks and the first and second year players a little bit, but it doesn't seem like that. It seems like they're going to throw them in the deep end, and yeah, look, that's going to equate to really good fantasy returns early on some of the lesser likes and um and yeah it might mean a bit of pain in terms of west coast in terms of the game plan and being competitive on a weekly basis so um i think the desire is to play a faster game for west coast um but in reality there's going to be times where they're going to have to hold on to the footy and and revert back to that chipmark game 
Yeah, there might be a bit of pain ahead for the West Coast fans, but you just got to realise it's probably for the greater good in the end and there might be some uh, fantasy gems we can pick up along the way as a result. So hopefully that's the way it works out anyway. But um, look, we'll get stuck into the show. The format this year, we're doing uh, undervalued, we're doing breakout contenders and we're doing stash options. So we'll get into some undervalued players first. And the first one I want to talk about is uh, Andrew Gaff. So he was once a premier winger in the in the league. Well, in terms of fantasy, he was one of the best midfielders in the competition Averaged 111 between uh, 28 and 2019 as well. He just wasn't the same player as we saw in the past last year. Um, average went from 97 uh, down to 81 last year. Why do you think this was the case? Is it an overall trend in the AFL with wingers or is it something more, um, I guess, with the West Coast um, system? And, um, yeah, what's your expe- expectations for this season? Yeah, look, I think all teams are trying to play faster and and stick away from that you know, wing chipmark game, like we said. Um, yeah, Gaffey, last year especially, really struggled with fitness. Um, yeah. Probably admitted he would be overweight in terms of footballer. But, yeah, this year I think he, he's lost a ton of weight um, for, for his size and looks super trim and fit. And um, it's just his age, you know. Is, is the 110-plus Gaffey going to come back? I don't think so. I think it's very unlikely. But... You know, there's a lot of positives to say he could go 90-plus, like I said earlier, when when the times are that West Coast will hold on to the footy in the back half, they do chip it to the wings and, and he'll be there. So I don't think it's all doom and gloom in Gaffey. I, don't, I think, yeah, definitely those 110s are gone, but um, he's still going to put up good numbers this year. Yeah, in keeper leagues, like in startup drafts and things like this, he's a play slides purely on age. But um, in existing leagues and also in your startups, I guess, in startups, he's basically a player you get super cheap. Like you'll pick him up way down the order and still get like in at least an 80-plus average, I think, out of him. No worries oh, there. Easy. Yeah. And then um, in your in your kind of already established leagues, he's one you trade, trade like target in your trades because – people are going to have less of value of him. And if you're gunning for a flag or whatever, it's, it's just points in, easy points in for not giving up a lot of value. So, yeah, he's definitely one I like as an undervalued option this season. Um, speaking of undervalued options, we'll move on to Dom Sheed. So, basically has pretty consistent average 90s um, over his career or since his kind of breakout season anyway. Um, only played one game in 2022. So, he's another one that kind of falls into maybe that undervalued category. He's only 27, um, has a midfield role you'd, you'd expect. Um, because um, in last year, in his single game, he still had 88% of the CBAs. So, um, yeah, what are your expectations for Sheed this year? <clears throat> yeah, looks from pre-season trainings and what I've seen down on at Mineral Resources Park, he he's playing as an inside mid, so the role gets a big tick. Um, he's going to be one of the, the mature heads in that engine room with Tim Kelly and others, um, whether it's Yo or the Rooks. Um, so yeah, it's a big role for him to play. It's a it's a ninety plus fantasy season for Sheed for sure. Um, I can't see him getting any attention. You know, he's not the greatest kick in the world, yep. but um, he's still going to find the footy, and that's been his talent, I suppose, or his knack for his career to date. So yeah, lots of like about Sheed. Yeah, especially he's probably you know. 27 is not young, but, you know, he's still going to probably have three or four good years out of him if you pick him up now in your draft. So, yeah, Sheed's one I definitely like. Um, Yeah, because he'll slide again, just given what happened last year. Um, Speaking of guys who are going to play in the midfield, uh, Elliot Yo is the next one. Only played five games in 2022, an average 56, uh, sorry, 57.4, but he's definitely averaged 100 plus in the past. What makes him so attractive this year is obviously the back status he was given, um, given his role at the end of last year. Um, He 
you've been watching a bit of preseason training and intra clubs and stuff like that. Has he been in the midfield and all that sort of stuff? He has. He's been switching with Jimby between halfback and inside mid. So, yeah, that's a role we love, really, you know, especially for West Coast. If they're going to hold on to the footy behind the ball as they have, it's going to be the Marks game. And then Yoey's going to get the tackle numbers when he goes inside. So, you get the best of both worlds with that. And I think that is probably undecided or underrated by a lot of coaches out there. Um, he's going to fill the stat sheet really well. He was BOG in the intra club on Friday night that I witnessed. Yep. Um, and if he can stay fit, <clears throat> you know, the sky's the limit for you. He's, again, one of the leaders at the club now. So um, he's got big shoes to fill and he's got to lead these young boys, protect the young boys coming through. Do you want to put a put a number on the average you're expecting this year? Oh, it's 90 plus yeah. for sure. Um, I'm not game enough to say 100 <laughs> plus, but I think he can. I think he can definitely push it. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, he's definitely an attractive option out there, especially yeah, given that defensive status too. Um, yeah, a lot of people liking him, both classic drafts and keeper leagues all alike. So yeah, get on board, yo, this year. I reckon he's in for a good season if he can remain fit. That is um, another one that's not really thought of as much as you know being fantasy relevant. But Jamie Cripps is the next player I want to talk about purely because in the last nine games of 2022, he averaged 81.8, and he's averaged 80 before. I actually had him in a, a premiership side in uh, a keeper league in 2018, and he was really handy for me that year um so yeah he's got some history with the can score okay and he's a bit of a senior head in that side as well so do you reckon as a as a late pickup jamie cripps could be value yeah as a late pickup it just depends where for sure you know he's one of the again one of the leaders at the club being 30 years of age yeah um half forward real pressure type fella gets the tackles probably a lot underrated at times uh, amongst the fantasy community for sure um depends how late you go Hef. you know it's yeah it's obviously deep 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 into drafts um but other than last year he i think he tore a peck or strained yeah. a peck muscle at the start of last year um that put him on the back foot a little bit so yeah upside this year is really good so you know picking an average of what i think he can do i think it's you know 75 is probably his best uh, where we're going to be. There's not going to be that much footy going in our front half compared to other teams. Yep. So that needs to be taken into consideration a little bit. Yeah, for sure. But even on last year's average, 73.1, that made him the 32nd best forward overall. I think there was about 11 guys that ahead of him that have lost forward status. So, um, yeah, there's I guess there's a few that have been added yeah, as right. well. But uh, like it could put him up around that 20 range if he improves to that 75. Could even be you know around the top 20 mark if everything goes to plan. So, yeah, just could be some value there late in drafts, I think. Now, I've just done uh, midfield rankings and I had Tim Kelly way down in the abyss. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in him. Can you change my mind at all, Jepper? Well, he's the number one man in, in the engine room for West Coast, but he gets a lot of attention. Yeah. You know, there's not, there hasn't been the last year or 18 months, there hasn't been that support around him to to help Kelly flourish as such. So um, hopefully the, the fitness of Sheed and Yo can help Kelly, you know, propel forward and get more stats and the like. Um, and that remains to be seen, I suppose. Um, he looks great in terms of fitness and move, moving. He was up there in the bests for West Coast in the Inch Club as well. Um, but, yeah, it really hinges on who's around him. We, you know, the, the latest data we have was a, just a bizarre year for West Coast in 2022. So yeah, true. really had to do a lot of the load himself and, 
you know, if you're an opposition team, you just put a little bit of attention to Kelly and that was that. So he's definitely on the improve. Um, I still think it's a risky pick because he's first tag for West Coast, I suppose. Um, yeah. Where you, where you pick him up in drafts is, you know, is deep as well. Um, but, I, you know, I had Sheed ahead of Kelly just for the pure fact that, you know, Sheed's going to get off the chain a lot more than Kelly would. Yeah, I didn't actually factor that in too much to my considerations when thinking about the midfielders around him. So, yeah, that I think that will actually be a factor if he's got a few players there to kind of even block for him or, you know, help him with the tag or something like that. It might see a bit of a bump there, but I don't know. We haven't really seen him hit the heights that he did back at Geelong. I think it was in his second year. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just a bit sceptical. I think sometimes we're just kind of hanging on to those first few years um, and kind of ignoring the last few. But I don't know. You're, I think you are right he will probably receive a little bit less attention or at least, at the very least, get a little bit of help in that midfield. So I don't mind that call, Jep. Hey, listeners, just interrupting the podcast here. Uh, Autumn is in the air and the leaders in Below the Waist Grooming are here to make sure that your foliage isn't the only thing shedding its excess leaves this season. Uh, Make sure to trim your bush with the best and let Mother Nature do the rest. Join 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code KEEPER20. Remember, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code KEEPER20. And remember, when you trim the weeds, the tree always stands a little bit taller. All right, we'll move on to the breakout contenders now. So the first one um, is Jai Cully. So uh, mid-season draftee last year, number one, mind you, uh, debuted with a 76 and then backed it up with an 87. Um, I think it was a sub-affected game. It was a low score after that and then got suspended. Um, then came back for the last round, scored 71 in that final game. Um, so, yeah, if you take out that kind of low score, it was a 78 average. It looks like he's primed for a midfield role this year. That's all the talk over this side. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, it looks like he's going to play the Jack Redden role last year, mate. Yeah. Um, real tall midfielder, tough, tough fella for a youngster. They sort of touted him going around – if he didn't get picked up in the mid-season draft, he was going to go around 15 to 20 in that range of, of, of the end-of-season draft. Yeah. So, um, you know, comes with a high rating. He, on the Friday night intra-club, he went up for an overhead mark and he got cleaned up in the ribs Ooh. by one of the waffle fill-ins. Um, yeah. You know, it sucked in the big ones for a couple and then kept got going. up and kept going. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of character screams screams a lot. Never went off, you know, never went to the bench. He just kept playing through it. He sort of rested at half forward for five minutes and then went back into the guts. So, um, yeah, I take a lot of that in terms of character of a young fella coming yeah. through. I think in terms of his physical presence at such a young age, that, that just screams value in, in a draft sense. Where, where he's going to land. I think he's going to be at West Coast for the next 10 years. It seems like he likes the WA lifestyle over here. His um, Instagram always shows him four-wheel driving on the beach and <laughs> doing those sort of things, and yeah. we've got plenty of that over here. So, yeah, he's going to have a long – looks like he's going to have a long career for West Coast. It looks like West Coast rate him. Yeah. Um, and they're going to give him that role inside mid um, with, you know, the best way I can describe it is the Jack Redden role. Yeah, I've I've been a bit sceptical of him and I think, I don't know, 
uh, it just all stems to do with be, basically being overlooked in the um, the 2021 draft and then going in the mid-season draft. And you say like if he was yeah, uh, you know rated to go around the top 15 this year, should we be valuing him with the top 15s? Like we've seen four games from him and like should he be down at the value of say a draft here this year? I know we've actually seen him play senior footy and that's completely different. But my thoughts is just is he more of a classic kind of cheaper short-term option but you kind of tend to think there is a long-term role there for him, don't you? No, I do, yeah. I yeah. think um, obviously his tackle game's there, but he, he's really – and again, I probably noticed this more in the intra-club on Friday night, and I have paid attention before, but his overhead marking yeah. is is quite underrated. He's really good overhead. Um, he's super fit, one of the fittest in West Coast's whole, whole list. Um, and he gets it done. He's, you know, as an inside mid, he's probably a bit handball happy. But I just think he ticks a lot of boxes. I think he Simo loves the way he plays, his toughness, his way yeah. he puts his head over yeah. the ball, and that's what we need. And there's, you know, the opportunities there under the super support of our more senior mids. I think, yeah, he's got the keys to the car, so to speak. Yeah, as his preseason goes on, I'm definitely warming to him more. That was just my thoughts last season and kind of heading into this year. But yeah, like the more I see of him and the more reports I read and all that sort of stuff, I do feel like he's got a bit of uh, an important role to play over the next few years. So yeah, I'm starting to back him in now. Um, we'll move on to Connor West. Uh, so he showed some signs. He was a big state league scorer. Was he another mid-season draftee as well the, the year before? Uh, yeah, I think he was the year yeah. before. You're right. Yeah, um, from West Perth. So, what's his role? And I know, can he replicate those state league scores at a senior level? What are your thoughts? Yeah, he's sort of been a, a bit of an all sorts, you know, inside mid, half forward, wing. He's played a bit everywhere. He's actually in the uh, B team on the intra club yeah. on Friday night as a half forward, pressure half forward, and I think that's his best role. For, he's like I said, he's super fit, so he can run up and down those lines as much as needed um, and get amongst it. It's just whether he's best 22, and at this point with a healthy list, he's probably not. Um, you know, what's his best? He's quite a small fella, so um, he's got to rely on the ground balls. He's not much of a marker. I think there is, yeah, better better options out there, yep. and um, he might be on waivers. When, when he comes into the 22, you can pick him up. Yeah, no, fair enough. He does have four status, I think, so that might make him a little bit more valuable. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, if he's not in the best 22, he might not be um, doing too much for you for a while. Um, another one, I guess, well, just a player I haven't heard a lot about this preseason considering how much we heard about him last year, and that's uh, Greg Clark. So um, he's another elite state league scorer, 110 on debut at the AFL level, and then basically nothing after that. Was used as a sub a lot and um, I guess found himself on the wing a bit last year and he was plays more inside at state league level. Um, does he have a place in the side and what are your expectations for him? Um, I think, yeah, he's by the looks of it, he's not best 22. Um, he will get opportunity through injury though. It's just unfortunately, yeah, he's they've sort of touted him as that outside winger, outside and inside. So he can play both. Um it's just, yeah, he's he's not really anywhere near it. And at the back end of last season, even when our list got healthier, he found himself out of the team, um, even when our list wasn't at, the, at its best. So right now we're looking pretty, you know, healthy. Um, and I think he's up against it, unfortunately, for him to uh, break into the team. Yeah, it's unfortunate because I think a lot of people invested in him quite highly in um, well, keeper league drafts, especially the top-up drafts or the redrafts um, that you do to kind of once you've picked your keepers, you pick up your players. I think a lot of people went high on him last year and, yeah, it might not be the pick that they thought he was 
um, at this point of time. But there might be some hope for the future. Wait and see. He is a mature yeah. age player though, isn't he? He is. He does struggle. I think the struggle with Greg Clark specifically is his kicking. Yeah. Um, he's not the most elite kick, and that's Connor West as well. They're, they're really good um, finders of the footy. They've just got to learn to use it better in, the, in these trainings and pre-seasons and, and improve in that area to, to push for the best 22. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, all right, stash options is what we're moving on to next. Um, Bailey Williams is the first guy I've got here. He's probably still behind Nick Nat, but when he's been the number one ruck, and I think at the end of the last season, he put up a few hundred-plus scores. Um, so I'm just worrying – worrying. Sorry, I'm questioning his long-term security, really, and I'm a little bit worried about the recruitment of Harry Barnett. Um, I guess you do need backup rucks and to develop, keep developing ruckmen. What are your thoughts on the whole ruck situation at West Coast anyway? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Nick Nat, I think he's 32 years of age. Um, obviously, time on ground's limited for Nick Nat. They always manage his, manage his time on ground, um, and that R2 is, is important. It's been Williams in the past. Although this season, I think Jamison, Callum Jamison, really could push into the R2 spot. He's looked super this preseason. Yep. Um, and again, witnessing from Friday night um, is really going to push Bailey Williams' spot. Um, so with that, Bailey Williams is not a shoe in for the R2 spot in the 22 on, in West Coast, unfortunately. Um, so I'd say he's a risky pick. Um yeah, Barnett looks to be a good good type. Obviously, the a future number one ruckman for the team. Um, yeah, super keen kid. He wants to learn and always really keen to improve. So I think Williams overall is a risky pick um, with a few guys breathing down his neck. Jamison's not even a player I had on my radar. So if he can look like getting a few games this year, he might be a good late pickup just if you need some ruck cover because God knows I needed it last year. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if he could, uh, if Nick Nate goes down, which is every possibility, it's, you've got to grab the next guy who's going to take that number one role. So he might be worth owning there. Um, all right, let's move on to Campbell Chesser. To be honest, I don't know a lot about him. Like, haven't seen him play, obviously, before. Um, a lot of hype about him. Um, and I know, like, because I follow the state league scores, as, uh, I'm sorry, and then the junior scores, as you do, Jepper, he only averaged 63.3 as a junior. So I guess my question is, you know, is he more of a you know salary cap hype because of his price or can he play, fantasy, play a fantasy game in the future? What are your thoughts? No, he definitely can play a fantasy game. I think that junior year he had that collarbone injury from memory. Okay, I'm testing yeah. my memory. That Don't quote me. But um, he did have an interrupted under-18 year. But what we did see was an elite kicker, um, an outside midfielder, obviously, and um, a good user of the football, which the Eagles really need. So the hype is real. Um, he kicked two goals in the intra-club on Friday night, only played a half a footy. Yep. He's struggled with his preseason to date, but keeper league, um, yeah, definitely up there if he's if he's about. I think um yeah, he's got a future wing role at West Coast. Okay. Um whether it's, you know, a predominantly could even be this year, yep. um, round one. Hopefully round one. He might not get there for round one, it might be round two or round three. Um, you know, fitness uh, fitness pending, sorry. <laughs> That's and, um yeah, well, uh, yeah. Look, as a fan, obviously, as a West Coast fan, I'm, I've got big hopes for him. But as a yeah. fantasy fan and a draft fan, 
Oh, yeah, I think the upside's huge. All right, that's good to know because, yeah, I wasn't too sure about him. And like I said, I don't get to see um, much of him on the track or anything like that. So, um, yeah, no, nah, that's uh, good to see. Good to hear. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it can be fruitful for uh, fantasy coaches out there. All right, that's it for my list. That's the end of the stash options. Um, you got any other players you want to bring up that might be relevant for our listeners? Yeah, I've got a couple here. Just a, uh, Brady Hoff's one who – Played a bit last year, showed us what his foot skills were and and um, was sort of a draft bolter in that 2022 was, yeah. crop, uh, 2021 draft year. So, um, yeah, like the look of him, it's just biding his time. Again, putting on a bit of size, which he has done, worked hard. Um, he'll, he'll be in and out of the 22 early on with a fit West Coast list, the way he plays as that outside mid, and we got quite a lot of them. So... But nevertheless, for the future, he's, you know, as a quarterback role for West Coast, you know, the um, the Nick Dacosses of the world from last year and, yep. you know, Daniel Riches and, and that kind of thing, controlling the ball behind the footy. Yeah. Um, like Shannon Hearn does for us now. I well, think yeah, that's I was going to mention role. that. He's probably in the twilight. So does he jump into that role possibly in the future? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wedderton's there as well. So that there might be some crossover. But, um, yeah, he definitely could. Um Great use of the footy as well, um, which is which is what's what West Coast need. You know, kicking bad kicking is bad football, as yep. my old footy coach used to say. So, um, yeah, he's one I definitely have up there. And the other one's Luke Edwards as well. He's again another outside mid winger, um, but tough as nails. And um, I think he's going to be there and abouts for the twenty two and surprise a few. One that definitely goes under the radar. So. What's his scoring potential? Probably not as good as Chess and, and Hoff, but, um, yeah. yeah, an option nevertheless. Luke Edwards was a player with a high fantasy um, ceiling in, as a junior, um, so he's one who's always um, piqued my interest. But, yeah, injuries kind of kept him out. I think you're right, plays more on the outside, which might not be as good for his fantasy scoring, but he definitely has a lot of potential. And we've seen, like, in the last two years that West Coast have been pretty keen to try to get him in. It's just the body's let him down a little bit. So I think if he yeah. is fit and firing, um, he definitely yeah, could be one to go. They definitely rate him yeah. um, from what I've seen and, and giving him roles and, yeah, it's um, there's upside there for sure. He's the son of Tyson Edwards, isn't he? He is. Yeah, that's right. Some, some good he is, he's really. I think he was one of the last picked. Yeah. Of 2020 draft, so yep. I'm going to guess. Yeah, I think you're right. It was very late in the draft, that's for sure. But, yeah, shows good signs. Um, So, yeah, he's definitely one I'm excited about. I actually own him on my rookie list uh, in our league, so I've got to elevate him this year, but I will be doing so because I'm with you. I think he could surprise a few. Um, we'll get around some gold members. Uh, so we have a membership program on this podcast, and it basically uh, people who sign up as a member so I can actually take some time to actually get this podcast up and running and going each week. So uh, if it weren't for these members, Members, basically, this podcast wouldn't exist anymore. So, thank you to the following gold members: uh, Lockie Chisholm, uh, Michael Priest, James Wishart, Jan, uh, John Connolly, Scott DeChico, Alan Svensson, Jeff Saunders, David Overall, uh, Alexander Huber and James Heinegger. So thank you to those gold members. Uh, as a reward for signing up as a member, you get access to all the bonus resources on our website. Uh, all the rankings should be out by now. So check those out along with the breakout tracker, along with the draft fantasy analysis uh, resources with your drafts coming up. Uh, those resources are going to be pretty valuable. So make sure you check them out. If you're keen to sign up, there's a link in the description below.
All right, we'll get into some listener questions written specifically for Jep. Uh, our listeners um, want to know your projections for Hoff. So you've said what you think of him. What do you think he can score this year? This one comes from at Rust two four six eight. Projections for Hoff. Yeah, this year, this year alone, um, probably sixty five would be his average to seventy. I think. Yep. Being a bit conservative, but like I said earlier, future quarterback of the West Coast Eagles. So. Long-term outlook is is pretty high. Yep, could be a big scorer back there one day. Um, at Mortard wants to know, is Rotham in your best 22? Uh, ooh, probably not. Not to start. Would, would need injuries to, to break into the 22, in my opinion. Yeah, no, that's fair. I don't think he's listed in a lot of the media best 22s either, so might be a way off. Um, at Bego's Boys wants to know, uh, your thoughts on Jaden Hunt this year? Um, there's a paddock of plus six sixes on the wing at Optus. So, yeah, he was a bit of a, I guess, a surprise pickup for me. I wasn't really expecting it. Um, does kind of suit a need for you guys. What are your thoughts on the recruitment of Jaden Hunt? Yeah, definitely interesting. Uh, speed was yeah. obviously the his biggest asset and – yeah, to break the lines from back half to front half. So he played on the wing in the intra club on Friday. I think his roles between wing and half forward. So look, we've got to ignore what he's done in Melbourne in the past because he's going to have a bigger role with West Coast. Um, you know, he's starting twenty two in West Coast team, and I think the outlook is really good. You know, if I was going to put a number on it, it's, again, it's seventy plus, probably seventy five. Yeah, um, and that's pretty healthy for a player of you know what. At the community ranks him at right now. So um, he could be a good draft slider and a, and a bargain pick. It's probably underpriced in uh, Classic as well. And I know there's a few Classic coaches out there. I won't mention their names, but they don't want me to talk about him. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> but I reckon it could be a good one. Yeah, look, I, I'm not gonna, I'll am not. i lift the lid on it. He's actually in my Classic team yeah. now. But, yeah. um, you know, whether round one's there or not, but he, he prevents a lot of value in Classic. Um, yeah. And he presents a lot of value in, in in draft as well, just because again, not many rate him. Yeah, exactly. There's not a lot of people out there, I think, that want to start him, but there's a few out there that have him and don't want the secret to get out. I don't think. But anyway, it's out now. Yeah. <laughs> um, at Maddie DeSena, he wants to know who's more likely to have a better season, uh, Chessa or Jinbi. What are your thoughts? Oh, look, I suppose I've got to play straight back here and base it on the preseason to, da- to date and say Jinbi. Yep. And, and Jimby's going to have the more fantasy-relevant role, right? So switching with Yo half-back inside mid, that's a dream role for a first-year player, especially in fantasy. So, um, yeah, you'd have to say Jimby, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think so. Um, given, you know, just the how highly touted he is coming into the side, we uh, we did a bit of a Twitter spaces on the draft night and we were both pretty high on him as well. And just given Chester with the injuries and stuff like that, he might be eased in a bit. But I reckon they're pretty high on Jinbi and, you know, pretty keen to show off their new recruit. So, yeah, I'm on Jinbi as well. Anyways, uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, we've got a live show at the highway this weekend, uh, 25th of February. Uh, I guess the the support band for uh, DT Talks live show. So uh, if you're in Adelaide and uh, want to come say good day, head down to the live show. You've been to a few live shows over in Perth for the DT Talk boys. Always a good time, aren't they? Oh, they're absolutely amazing in Perth. Um, yep. And they'll put on a great show in Adelaide. I'm spewing I can't go. <laughs> well, Jeff, where can our listeners uh, find you in the uh, on the interwebs? Uh, yeah, at JeopardDT, uh, at DT, sorry, on Twitter. And then the uh, Plus Six podcast with Pete. We can talk stats and fantasy and all things footy. So, yeah, and that's on all the platforms? Ahead. 
Yeah, on all the usual platforms, Spotify and, and the like. Um, yeah, um, like I said, Pete does God's work. He's working pretty hard this preseason. Um, and you can follow him at aflratings.com as well, his website with um, short, sharp notes on players of interest. There's a search tool on his website as well when you're um, – you know, if there's a player of note like Jaden Hunt, you can go in and, and find notes on him. So, yep. yeah, pretty cool resource and um, looking forward to the big year ahead. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I've got the uh, Twitter notifications on for AFL ratings. So every time something comes up, I get a pop-up and I feel like I'm just always on top of everything that's happening in the competition. So, yeah, cannot uh, talk up that resource enough. Um, but, yeah, while I'm talking up resources, uh, get around Keeper League Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Uh, get around our sponsors, uh, Manscaped. Use Keeper20 at checkout. Get 20% off and free shipping. And also sign up as a member if you're keen to support the podcast. There is a link in the description below. Anyways, that's it from me. Uh, Thank you, Jeppa, for for helping us out today and jumping on the podcast. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks very much, Jeff.